Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Cat in and of itself, but uh, at any rate, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually 
believe it or not, good to see Jacksonville competitive again. And I, and that's a tribute to a former coach, head coach now who's running the front office, I think as the general manager and football's like one of those positions. And, um, and his name escapes me because it just does. But at any rate, Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, yeah. So, well, I'm going to throw this tidbit at y'all in terms of, like, Jacksonville. Another thing you may not know about them, they're also ranked seventh in all the NFL in total offense in terms of yards per game. They average 370.8 yards per game. And that's <laughs> – and that's with a rather anemic passing attack. I mean, sure, it helps that they average like 163 yards, rushing yards per game, which is best in the NFL by far out of Dallas. But, I mean, just imagine Jacksonville, okay, with a competent quarterback. They don't have that on roster right now. And I don't care if anybody says the future is not with Blake Bortles. I mean, anytime you have a quarterback named Blake, you're in trouble. <laughs> I mean, they, they, it's, it's just it's, 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 I kind of feel bad for Jacksonville in a way Because they're handcuffed They feel like they have to play this dude But the good news about Kevin Coughlin in town Is he actually He built this organization from, the, from scratch Literally from scratch When they were an expansion team back, Like back in 95 And he knows I think it's real about building teams It, it sucks how it ended for him in, in, the, in New York with the Giants But I mean, he's landed on his feet rather well in Jacksonville, and it's it's good to see him again. I mean, I, I remember used to hating the Jaguars there in the old AFC Central. I mean, that that Steelers-Jacksonville rivalry was real, y'all. It was real. And, you know, Mark Brunell, like Kenny McCardell, Jimmy Smith, when he stayed off the, the, the crack type, um, and, and, of course, the great running back Fred Taylor. Those are some great years. Those are some great teams in Jacksonville. They – Obviously, they couldn't get to the big one in the, you know, the Super Bowl, but they had some competitive years. And, look, Kaufman is back in town to help them return to the glory days of sorts. But um, it gets to Jacksonville in the next few weeks. I'll pull up their schedule. Um, Jacksonville plays, well, of course, they're going to beat the Brownies this week. That's, that's a given. They go to Arizona. They should beat down the Colts at home. But they play the Seahawks at home on December 10th. That should be a well of a game. And they close the season at Tennessee. But those guys, if you look at, at, at the Browns, at Arizona, hosting the, the Colts, hosting the Seahawks, the Texans, at the 49ers, and at Titans. Titans kind of had the numbers, so that's probably an L as well. I think, that, I think Seahawks will give them an L as well. But Jacksonville's looking at, at 11 and 5, best case scenario. 11 and 5, realistic scenario, 11 and 5. That's 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 pretty dang good, man. And again, no one, obviously not even yours truly, saw this coming. And what's that's most makes the NFL so great is that you have some success stories coming out of nowhere. And right quick, when we get to the LA Rams, um, I mean the Rams. I mean they were seven and two, leading the NFC West. They should have could have easily beaten, perhaps should have beaten the Seahawks early season. And in, 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 in this, you know, if that was the case, they would have been up like three games on them right now. I mean, they would have been eight and one, and Seattle would be five and four, so they're six and three, and they'd be sitting in the capital seat. But you know, if you look at the Rams statistically, they have the third best offense. I mean, this is crazy. This is why coaching matters in the NFL. 
Last year, the Rams were anemic offensively. They've been anemic under the uh, the Jeff Fisher experience, Mr. Seven Nine himself. Now with Sean McVay and and like running the the uh, running the gig on offense, uh, former of, of you know Washington's uh, offensive coordinator, the Rams rank third. That's right, third in the league in total yards per game behind New Orleans and New England. We had 88.9 yards per game amongst the best. Passing the ball and they're too bad running the ball, and you know even though defensively they're less than stellar that we're accustomed to seeing over the past couple of seasons with all that talent defensively. I mean, still, I mean they they're like what ranked fourteenth. Uh, they're like a little more than halfway um, in the league, but it's it's still the fact that the Rams are potent offensively. After the again, after the Jeff Fisher experience, it's crazy. It's 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 it's, it's crazy, and um, it's it's just really something else here. Uh, let's just see here. I'm just looking at the sack totals here. Um, just me to let's pull up the sacks total totals because I want to see how many sacks that they're accumulating. Jacksonville is like ranked first in sacks and. At 35, my beloved Steelers are in Chargers and Carolina are tied for second at 29 at this point in the season. They may not be great stopping the run, Jacksonville, the Jaguars, but they're great passing and, and have a great pass rush. This this team is serious, and I think the Rams are serious as well. So if we go to the Rams' schedule right quick, it's going to get real for the Rams really quickly starting this week. And who would have thunk that next this coming weekend this this coming week's game between the Rams and Vikings and in Minnesota would be the game of the week? This supersedes even Eagles at Cowboys, which is an old great rivalry in of itself. I mean, if you take a look at the stats, I mean, both them and the Vikings are like seven and two. They're leading their, their respective divisions, and they're on the road. Both teams are on the road. Like Will Keenum is doing the damn thing. In the place of uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who's now back and crying tears of joy <laughs> as well. But if you look at this, after the Vikings, they host the Saints, which is another success story. I mean, who would have thought that the Saints would be in this position after starting up the season 0 and 2, let alone winning seven straight games? But they get the Saints at home, they have, they're, 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 they're at Arizona, and they host the Eagles. And they go to. Uh, Seattle, they go to uh, Tennessee and they finish off the Niners. So it's it's brutal. This is a brutal stretch for the Rams. They're a year ahead of schedule, I think, which is not a bad thing, obviously, because it sets up the future rather well. But I'm 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 kind of with Eric Dickerson in in the sense that these guys could easily win over ten games, and finish the season, but it's going to be tough. And it, it, and it depends on how well they do against the Vikings. I mean, they could lose, but if they look good losing, if that makes any sense, like if they're competitive with the Vikings, it should bode well for them going forward. Because the Saints, and speaking of the Saints, let me pull their stats up. The Saints, believe it or not, are playing some defense. And it, yeah, I know, it's, that's crazy. But, it, it, but the Saints are playing some serious Serious, serious defense here. If I could pull it up here. Um, game. Okay, it's offense. 
The New Orleans still potent offensively, as I mentioned earlier, um, second ranked second in all the league. But if you look at their defensive stats, they are top ten. I mean, that's why, right, y'all, the Saints are top ten in total defense, giving them a three hundred twelve point three yards per game, which is good for eighth in the league. The New Orleans Saints. I mean, if you, I mean, this is this is really going back to the two thousand, I think the two thousand nine season when they won the Super Bowl. They did it. The Saints did it with forcing turnovers and being balanced offensively. Balanced offensively is very, very, very important. And if you look at the Saints' stats, they both rank high offense, like passing yards and rushing yards. Let's give you an idea. Because Drew Brees is always going to do his thing throwing the ball, so I'm, I'm not really concerned about that. But New Orleans is third in the league in rushing. Third in the this, A Sean Payton-led team is ranked third and the league in rushing behind Jacksonville and Dallas at 142.2 yards per clip. That's great. That is great, and that shows balance. That B word, balance, the other B word, balance. Uh, because we all know that the Saints can throw the ball. They're ranked fifth throwing the ball, but this is even crazy. They're ranked higher running the ball than they're throwing the ball. This is a Drew Brees-led, strong Peyton coach team doing it by running the football. That's just amazing. That's just, that's just incredible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just insane. So if we go to the Saints, since we're talking about schedules, upcoming schedules here, um, oh, that's not what I want. Okay, I'm going to scroll down here, look at the schedule. Okay, they, they host Washington this week. They're at the Rams, as I mentioned earlier. They host the Panthers, which may well decide the division. They're at the Falcons. Following that, they host the Jets for Bay. First of all, how weird – talk about the scheduling quirk. The, the league put the, uh, scheduled the arch-rival Falcons twice out of three two, twice out of three weeks. I mean, it's – anyway, it's, it's just weird. But nevertheless um, – this this is not as harsh as the stretch for the Saints as it was would be for the Rams um, going forward. But I mean, hell, I mean the way they went into Buffalo, and I know Buffalo is not a bunch of world beaters. It's not a great team. I mean they're decent. They're five and four, but to go on the road where it's cold, nasty, drizzling rain, to put up forty seven points. And run and run for over 200 yards as a team. Again, this is the Drew Brees-led New Orleans Saints ran for over, running for over 200 run for over 200 yards on the ground, on the road, up north in bad weather. That's crazy. I mean, again, if you look at this, I mean, the way the Saints lost the first two games, losing that, lose on the road to Minnesota, uh, then get curb stumped by New England at home. No one thought that the Saints would run off seven. Not the Going the Lions, beating the Packers, and um, Aaron Rodgers. You know the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers. 
And again, went in and Buffalo when it was cold, rainy against a team that's not bad, but ain't good either. But I mean, it it just goes to show you just how, um, just how you know how weird this season is. But um, but that's that's what we love about the NFL. Weird crap happens. But at any rate, um, it's the Towson fifteen and. The, Tyler talking about the NFL. Let's talk about something more exciting. Uh, the college football playoff rankings and later the ACC basketball preview. I'm joined by, I think this is Hokie Smash, my man Matthew. What's happening, man? Hey, this, this is uh, uh, Jeff uh, talking ACC oh, sports. <laughs> and uh, Matt, Matt will be, uh, he'll be joining us in just a couple minutes. And actually, I see Matt joining us now. So this is Jeff Fan. Or as he calls by on, on, on Twitter, Jeff or Jeffrey fan, uh, with ACC Sports Blog as well as my guy. This is now, now this is a Hokie Smash call in. So I got Jeff. How y'all doing? This is Matthew. Smash. How y'all doing? Great, great. It's good to talk to you guys again. It's been a little, it's been a little while, but it's good to wrap with you guys. Um, we'll get to our bread and butter, which is ACC basketball, like, like in a moment. But I want to go over the college football playoff rankings. I mean, we all – Seen the show last night. We've seen all the reactions, heard of all the reactions. Pretty, some pretty, yeah, and some pretty harsh. You got Alabama, ranked number one. Clemson second. Miami, the U third, and Oklahoma fourth. Now, I was, you know, at first I didn't have a big problem. I, I thought that Miami should have been ranked second, if you ask me, because. I mean, we're all prisoners of the moment, right? But, you know, Miami beat down Vitek, and then the week after, they curb stomped just the dog piss out of, out of Notre Dame. Uh, and, and, and the final score wasn't even as close as the game played out, if that would make any sense. The 41 to 8, I think it was. And, you know, I thought they should rank second, and I thought Oklahoma could have been ranked a little higher. But, Thinking about it, I mean, to me, I think the one who had the biggest adjustment is Oklahoma because Oklahoma had three top 15 wins and two of those were on the road at Ohio State and at uh, Oklahoma State, and they won both of them by over 10 points. So am I – okay, I'll start with you, Jeff. Am I wrong to think that uh, Oklahoma got screwed? And if so, uh, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think I think they got a little bit a little. I think it was a little bit unfair to put Oklahoma uh, for. I'm I'm right there with you on that. I thought um, uh, you could put Oklahoma two or three, uh, but I was surprised at four because just like you uh, mentioned, they have they have the road blowout win of Ohio State. They got wins over TCU, right. Oklahoma State, and and the TCU game was was a really recent game, and um, so I was, I was a little bit surprised. Uh, why they were ranked number four? I guess the committee kind of looked at it and said had Clemson higher than them because they said Iowa State, you know, one down in Norman with a with a pretty healthy uh, Oklahoma team as opposed to uh, you know Kelly Bryant who went in with the ankle issues at Syracuse and got hurt. Uh, but uh, I think they got the top four right, but I'm not sure about the order and. Uh, Right. Yeah, I, I think I think Oklahoma has an argument about being four. I think I think they should probably be two or three. And if I'm waking, if I'm ranking teams on who I think's the best team in the country right now, 
I probably rank mm-hmm. Oklahoma. I, I think I think they're playing the best mm-hmm. football of anyone in the in the country right now. Mm. That's that's that's, that's your point because I'm oh, sorry. What's that, uh, Mike? Matt? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't have a whole lot to add to what Jeff said. I mean, Jeff nailed it. I think, but I mean, you know, I I remember did my I did my own post on Facebook about this, and I, I think you could you could rotate this four that we talked about: Oklahoma, Alabama, Oklahoma, yeah. Clemson, Miami. I mean, I, I was I I. I, I in my post, I basically it said, here's my college football playoff final four today or some order of this, right? And I had Alabama at number one. I had Oklahoma at number two, Clemson at number three, and Miami at number four. You know, because Clemson mm-hmm. had, you know, Clemson had a bunch of big wins early earlier right. in the year. And, you know, I mean, and they, they turned out, you know, they turned out pretty good there. And they, they obviously beat a very, probably nobody thought Louisville <laughs> was going to bottom drop the way they did. Right. But they beat, they beat Virginia Tech. They beat NC State. They have, you know, they had, they've had some decent wins. And let's face it, the ACC is a tougher league right now than the SEC. You know, you're not sitting here with Alabama who's sitting I'm there with Snow Right, right, right. To see, you know, with Snow White <laughs> in, the, in the 13 Orbs. Right, I mean the ACC sure. is a much tougher league week in and week out, and so I mean I kind of like what Jeff was saying. I mean you know we've had this we had this discussion before. You're rotating, you know everybody. You know you could we can rotate probably this top four in a number of different number of different ways. I mean you mentioned yourself that Miami's looked really good and they've looked better and yes, better and better as the season has gone along, but. You know, these these are. I think we all agree on the top four. Just you know, we could, like I said, we could probably rotate the the order of these top four in multiple ways. Well, I'd be real with y'all. I originally this is how I originally had the top four. I may have said already, but if I if I, if I didn't forgive me, but I had Alabama number one. I had Miami second, Clemson third, Oklahoma fourth. Which is bad on my part because I, I I didn't I failed to take into consideration Oklahoma's three top fifteen wins, two of them yep. being on the road, one of them out of conference, and you know I, I you know if I if you watch Oklahoma play, they may not play worth defense, but I don't see anybody stopping them on offense. I I, I don't I don't. I mean, Baker Mayfield is out of this world right now. I mean, he he may I mean he may make a lot of Heisman Trophy voters angry because of his antics, <laughs> like 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 you saying know, to Baylor, yeah, uh, like I'm your daddy and such, but he's he that's scary good. And they could the committee could be thinking, Jeff. Watch me here. I'm trolling here a little bit, but maybe the committee's thinking that. Oklahoma's win over Ohio, Ohio State isn't that special now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, there wow. there could be some of that going on. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, when you when you look at Ohio State, and I'm and I'm, and I'm kind of glad the committee's got them there at nine because they were starting to be a little buzz about them getting back into the playoff, and uh, I, I don't I don't I don't think Ohio State is barely even a top ten team. I mean, you, you don't go into Iowa. Okay, Iowa is, is really good at home, but you know they they uh, plastered good. Ohio State <laughs> by thirty-one, and you know yeah. got whooped at home by by Oklahoma. That's not a top-four team, so you know, there might be some truth to what Matthew's saying. They they might be uh, looking a little bit of that Ohio State win, and and 
saying, okay, that's not nearly as good as Clemson beating Auburn. I mean, I have, I have or, a lot or less NC of them. State for that matter. Yeah, they they might put it might be looking at that as as a as a road win that you know, hey, that's a, that's an equivalent. Maybe even a, they might argue that it's a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what the committee has done, I think most everyone has agreed on the top four, just not the order. Yes. And I have a lot less issue right. with the committee and, you know, having the right four teams and then having some debate about where they're placed. Because, you know, each of those teams is going to get its shot no matter where they are. And I think they got the, the top four correct. Uh, I, I haven't heard I'm many with people you 100%, think that. Yes. I haven't heard many people think that the top four should be different except for, you know, a couple people attending the University of Wisconsin at, you know, and they might be the only ones. Well, you know what? I got some news about Wisconsin. I'm glad you mentioned about Wisconsin. Wisconsin is now a fifth. They played what is equivalent to the Sisters of the Poor. They have yet to have a – the best win is Iowa last week. That's the best win at home. I mean, look at that outcome. Like, BYU, I know that they scheduled these five years in advance or whatever, but BYU stinks. And so they have right. no – Wisconsin has no notable win on their – like, 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 like the hang their hats on. They just don't. And the, and, and, the, and the toughest game is going to be this weekend against Michigan. I know Michigan's kind of resurgent and all that, but I don't think Michigan's all that great. So, uh, really, on paper, Wisconsin should win that by a couple of touchdowns. But here's what's going to get interesting. And yeah, I thought about this when you mentioned Ohio State, when Mr. Ohio State earlier, not getting back, not seeing him get back in. I don't know about that, and here's why. Here's why. With, with, Iowa, with, with, Iowa, with Ohio State beating down, well, curb stopped the Michigan State. That was, that was a laugher. Um, they can they control their own destiny in the uh, the East Division used to be Legends Division the East Division and um, in the Big Ten. So imagine this scenario. Imagine this scenario: if Ohio State wins wins out, plays Wisconsin in the title game, wins that, they're sit, they're sitting at what eleven and two. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Imagine if they went out, Oklahoma wins out, wins the Big 12 title. If, if, if Clemson somehow wins out, beats Miami in the, in, like a, in the title game, and if Bama wins out, who are you kicking out of, out of that top five? I mean, like like, like, a, like a, out of that five, who gets left out? Who gets, who gets the empty chair? Who gets left out at, at, like a, at the end of the uh, – the musical chair round. I mean, I mean, if it, it, unless unless Miami loses by a thousand, it should be Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, because they they lost head to head to Oklahoma. Right, right, and that's true. That's true. But I'm just saying because I don't want I, I don't like Ohio State. I'll just put it out there. And 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 the last thing I would ever think to be true. Would Ohio State have a chance to get back in the college football playoff? It is very possible that they could get back in the conversation if they win out. Now, Wisconsin wins out. Okay, Wisconsin wins out. A lot of people think Wisconsin wins out, they end. They are uh, in if they win out. They are yeah, in if and they that's, win that's out. And that's true. And I agree because 
Clemson and Miami have to beat each other in the title game, ACC title game. Exactly. And especially if that if the winner is Miami, Clemson ain't getting in. So there's Miami, there's Oklahoma, they went out, and Alabama, they went out. They're, that's the top four. Boom, right yep. there. Yep. The winner of Clemson, Miami, uh, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Alabama. Now, let me throw this one snare because I love chaos. Anyone okay. knows me well to, to say he, I love chaos in college football. In the SEC, let's go to SEC for a minute. <clears throat> sure. One team that will throw a monkey wrench in the situation, we saw it last weekend, is Auburn. Auburn yes. is playing the best ball right now. They, they, they just violated Georgia. They just beat them down with a crowbar in their house. In their own, like, like, well, not their house, but you know the idea. In their own crib in Auburn, beat them down, went to Georgia's house, kissed, the, kissed his wife, put his feet on the, on the, on the, <laughs> on the, uh, on, on the table, spit on the floor, then go back to their own house in Auburn, drags Georgia back to his house, and leaves again. Before kissing, well, not before kissing his, his wife again. And that's how humiliating they, they beat down Georgia. I know this sounds convoluted, but I think it's funny. But, it, but, but, but in any event, Auburn gets Alabama at, 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 at Auburn in two weeks. So look at this, imagine this scenario. Imagine this scenario. If, 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 if Auburn beats Alabama and if Alabama wins out, um, Auburn obviously gets in, I think, as a two-win, two-loss two SEC champ. But what happens to Alabama? Or, 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 or check this out. Would Alabama be in the, in the national championship conversation, college football player conversation, if Auburn were to beat Alabama and win out? Now, that would be something. And what's the, what's the, what are the other uh... – What's the other scenario of the other conference? Are, are you okay. saying would Alabama be in the playoff? Or yeah, yeah, okay. Let's just okay. Let's uh, this way. If Auburn wins out, beats Alabama, uh-huh. wins the SEC title, and if the rest were to hold true, if Wisconsin would have went out, Oklahoma would have went out, the winner of, of Clemson, Miami, would Alabama be left out at eleven and one? And I'll start with Jeff. Well, Oklahoma's definitely in if they win mm-hmm. out. Um, right. Uh, the winner of Clemson, Miami, is definitely in. Uh, I think what I, I said uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma's in, yeah. Auburn's in. I think Alabama's out. I mean, uh, you know, they 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 started out number one, but you start going through their right. resume, and and, and it, it's pretty thin. You really you have to be honest. I mean, you know, right. they're looking at their best wins are. Uh, you know, a, a struggling a struggle win over LSU, a team that lost to Troy. I'm not really even quite understanding how LSU is in the top 20, but they are in the playoff ranking, and a Mississippi State team that had them beat. And you know, we saw and Mississippi hello, State earlier uh, in the year. Hello, I, and who picked? Let's toot our horns, Jeff. Here, who picked yes. LSU to lose to Troy? Me? Yes, Matthew did. I, that, that was the pick of the year. Wow, he guaranteed that that was going to happen. He did. <laughs> we can go back. It's on tape. He he said Troy is going to beat LSU in Death Valley. We're all just kind of listening and saying, 
Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about Matt this. And drinking. <laughs> so how did you feel that right. way, Matt? I want to hear this, Matt. So how did you figure that LSU would lose to Troy? Because I was like, what the hell when that happened? Because, you know, they, they came in with, like, like a you know, just a substantial number of uh, returning starters, right? Okay. I mean, and I thought it's basically the same team that gave Clemson all kinds of fits last year. And I right. knew that the coaching change, right, that LSU would be would have a challenge, right? I mean, that, that you know, that they'd have a team that would come in there with basically no fear and they could move the ball and probably had a more competent offense than LSU. Mm. And I picked, mm. and I said, okay, it's happening. And I and I and I, and I regret not get. I regret not betting any money. <laughs> I'm about to say, why did you bet any money on it, dude? You were making a change on it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. I cut you. Out. I cut you off. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's a story worth sharing there for sure. How, uh, that you got that pick right. Uh, but when, when you right. look at Alabama's resume, you know they they have that win over LSU. It's not very impressive right. at home. They, they they had a win against Mississippi State this past weekend in a game they they really shouldn't even have won. They they Mississippi they State was better in that. Game. Mississippi yep, State was a better right. team exactly for 50 minutes. And if Dan yeah. Mullen had coached to win that game rather than to play for overtime, he he would have beat Alabama. And uh, you know I just take take that resume, take the name Alabama off, and replace it with Wisconsin, and that team's ranked number six in the country right now. Uh, yeah. They don't have any quality wins. They're really not playing that well. They they didn't play well against LSU. They didn't play well against Mississippi State. I think they're going to lose to to Auburn. And and other than the name Alabama, if the, if they're twelve and one in that scenario we're talking about plays out, you you can't you can't argue that they should should be in it. There's just no evidence to support not resume, not conference, not who their opponents have been. There isn't anything. Mm-hmm that should have them get in over any of those other conference champions. If that scenario plays out, it just isn't there. They've got so many injuries that um, I I think they're going to lose to Auburn. Um, I think they're going to lose to Auburn when they play next week. I do too. Auburn looks great. Alabama was shaky as hell in Starkville last Saturday. They should have lost that game to your point. If, if 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 Dan Mullen didn't, who's otherwise who's otherwise a damn good coach, turned Mississippi State around, made it a yeah. big deal. But he very surprised. He went into a he turtle shell. He went to a turtle shell yep. late in the game. Absolutely, and didn't play to win. Which is and that you can't do that against Alabama. You gotta go for the juggler. You know what? When I knew it was over, it was early before that. Like if you think back to <clears throat> like they had Alabama, they had a third and goal when they were up twenty-one to seventeen. And instead of punching it in, being aggressive, punching it in, they fell for a field goal from two yards out, and to make it right. twenty-four to seventeen. I'm like, ah, oh, God, they're just keeping Alabama around. You can't do that. I mean, if they punched in, made it twenty-eight to seventeen, it would be. I mean, Alabama, they they couldn't go to the ground. They had to go to the air. They're not a great passing yep. team. They're just not. That they they way exactly. not running the ball. And you know, if, if, then, if Clemson has if. If Clemson has showed us anything, is that you have to force Alabama to, to 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 go to the air with them. You you can't you can't just you can't go tit, tit for tat, run the ball, and force it like because otherwise Alabama's gonna run your ass down, run the ball because they're just bigger and stronger than everybody else up front. And 
You know, that's that's the bread and butter. But let's just and Jeff, I want to hit on the article that you wrote. There's one particular team that's always a wild card every 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 college football season. That's Notre Dame. You wrote that I think like you know, <laughs> who needs Notre Dame? <laughs> I mean, I mean because you know the thing is that the ACC has a. It turns out that scheduling agreement, like I told people way back when it was finalized in Notre Dame, it's a win-win. Notre Dame gets to have their cake and eat it too. The ACC gets to have Notre Dame let's schedule five. I have an average five times a season. Um, and, you know, it's worked out well for both parties so far, but except that Notre Dame is still independent, which means they can't play for a conference title, which means they don't have the all-important 13 data point, which means that if they lose more than once during the season, they're, they're done. And when they got curb stumped by Miami, that was it. Next, they start trying for next year. And so I just wonder, is – is Notre Dame cherish their independence to the point that they'd rather keep their independence than compete for a college football playoff spot? Is this where we are? At? Is this where Notre Dame is at, at is now? I mean, they'd rather give a damn about tradition whether they try to compete for a championship. And I'll throw this at Jefferson since you since you wrote the article. Yeah, yeah. What I, in in my article I said that. Um, you know, Notre Dame's lack of conference affiliation has killed their playoff chances, right. you know, in 2017, yep. exactly for the reason that you mentioned. They don't have that 13th data point. And as a two-loss team, even ranked number eight, and, and we've already talked about two two-loss teams that still have a chance to get to the playoffs. Auburn with a great chance to play their way in two-loss team. Ohio State, uh, even though I don't consider them a top-ten team, <laughs> there's still a heavy argument that they can play their way in. They still have an outside shot. And on the ES during the playoff show yesterday, they even mentioned USC, which I really don't think has any shot, but you know, they, they said, Hey, if they went out and some strange things happen, they win their conference, you know, they might, you know, be able to get into the discussion. At least they, they have a really, you know, the outside chance, but they're in the discussion. Notre Dame has no chance, you know, where they are. This is three two-loss teams that are in better position to make the playoffs than Notre Dame. And just like you said, Scott, you know, what what is what is Notre Dame value? If they're more interested, you know, in keeping their independent identity, you know, okay, you know, so be it. But if I'm Brian Kelly, and that's what I wrote in the article, I'm going to my AD and say, you're putting my football team at a disadvantage to the teams I compete against. When I go out and recruit, you know, those players are playing for conference championships. Uh, they still have a chance if they lose two games. I lose two games, I'm done. And and mm-hmm. if, if this doesn't motivate Notre Dame, you know, to start looking at, at joining the ACC as a full member, because, of course, you know, the ACC would take them if they would join. Uh, I mean, it's not like it was five years ago, you know, where the ACC really needed to have Notre Dame uh, join there. Right. They're well past that point now as a conference, but it'd still be good if they join. Uh, you know, I, if I'm Brian Kelly, you know, what, I'd say, hey, I want to compete for titles, and but if, if if Notre Dame is so attached to that independent team at the detriment of their football program, they'll never join. This, this is this is the kind of thing that start would start that conversation if they ever were to join the ACC. And if I was a Notre Dame football fan. I'd be like, look, this this independent thing, this is, you know, 
ancient history. It's time to get in the conference and, and put our football program in a position, you know, where we can play for the title and not be eliminated, you know, after a couple losses like we're Boise State. They're, they're more Boise State than they are an elite program now with this independent thing. Wow, that's, that's strong. That's a strong take. <laughs> that's a strong take. I mean, when it, when it um, comes to getting into the playoffs, that's the kind of position they're in. You know, they, they yeah. one one loss, and then their struggle. If they'd have won out, okay, I think they would have made it. Um, they would have right. been in the playoffs. But with that kind of schedule, that two losses, and we just talked about three teams that still have anywhere from a very good chance to play their win to at least a remote <laughs> chance, to Notre Dame sitting there yep. at eight, no chance. Well, I still think, I told my partner, uh, Dwayne Nash, last week on the podcast, I still think even that one loss, I think that Notre Dame still would have gotten screwed in the end. I think that the the, right. folks, the okay. committee folks would would it would hold that non that that non conference affiliation against them. I mean, like because when we talked about earlier that different scenarios. I mean, Auburn wins out, they would beat Alabama and 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 Georgia twice, right? And whoever wins between Clemson and Miami, if they both come in that one loss in that scenario. Then they probably get in, and if 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 Wisconsin would have won the would run, run the table, it's hard to keep an undefeated Big Ten champ out. Okay. Oh yeah, you're not keeping an undefeated Big Ten champ out. I mean, and, and you know, Jeff right. and I have talked about this before, but you basically you're sitting in a situation where you know it's a, you've never left an undefeated Power Five team out uh, who's been you know who's been a Power Five team at the in, in the. In the CFP playoff, they've never been left out. In the Bowl Coalition Series, they've never been left out. And the Bowl, uh, the uh, the Bowl Alliance, is that right, Jeff? Is that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, there's, it's, it's been a long time, you know. It's throughout this series of of of, of how you determine the national title of the game. You, you haven't let, uh, national title uh, uh, participants, I should say. You've ne- they've never left an undefeated Power Five team out. Mm. And. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even think about that. What you what you said, Scott, that if in the end, even if they'd have been on one loss team, you know, if Alabama won out, uh, Wisconsin went out, Clemson won out, and Oklahoma right. went out, who are you leaving out in that scenario? Um, yeah, I guess it, it, you may very well leave out a uh, uh, Notre Dame because they don't have it. And that one loss, one point loss to Georgia, they kept hanging their hat on, you know, that doesn't look so good now after the way they got plastered by uh, Auburn. I didn't even think about that. You, you, you may very well have that very well have happened, even as a one-loss Notre Dame team may have been left out. And I still think that to this day. I still think because again, there's they wouldn't have that 13th data point that the others like Wisconsin or Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, Miami, Auburn, Alabama would have had uh, going forward. To in, in that in that scenario, they they would be screwed nonetheless. But let me ask you this, Matthew, um, and, 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 and uh, before I ask you this question, this quick segue, I went to see my beloved Wolfpack, my alma mater Wolfpack, play in South Bend, and that was my first time in Notre Dame Stadium. And I tell you, I don't like, I don't like Notre Dame, never have, never will. But, that's, but, I, but, but I knew that Notre Dame had money, but I didn't know that they had that much money. That's probably the most beautiful <laughs> campus I've seen in my life. It, it was, it, everything's brick, gold brick everywhere. 
Um, I felt like I was in the middle of Wizard of Oz. I was looking down to see if the pavement was made of gold bricks as well. <laughs> um, I mean, the stadium is beautiful. The people were very nice to us, even though we got our asses kicked, you know, <laughs> in South Bend. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a great place to see, to, see, to see a football game. And I missed out seeing touchdown juice because we sat down too low. Um, but let me, let me ask you this, Jeff. I'm back. Okay, back to the podcast now. Are we going to see Notre Dame join the ACC in our lifetime? Uh, are we going to see Notre Dame join a conference? Because, it, 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 I mean, like Jeff and I were saying earlier, do they buy independence more than winning? I mean, I mean, I mean, they have to be in the business of winning. I mean, I mean, don't you think? I mean, I, I don't know if they're ever going to join a conference or not. Some people say that they will. Some people think that's inevitable. I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. How about you? Well, I mean, from my perspective, I guess I guess it depends on what happens with their contract with NBC. You know what I mean? Like, right. if NBC decides we don't want to have this contract with you anymore, you know, that sort of thing, then I think you could see them that could really rev up their efforts to join, you know, to to get to get into the ACC, you know, all in right. sort of a thing. But you know, if that as long as that contract is there with NBC, or like Jeff said. Uh, you know, if they feel that they're no longer, you know, competitive enough to get into uh, to where they're not competitive enough to, or at least have enough uh, enough pull to get into the college football playoff, then I think you'll see it happen. But I, I, I think, the, from my perspective, I think the NBC contract is really the big lever for Notre Dame. So, basically, just like we're saying, they value getting paid more than – Winning. <laughs> I think that's the uh-huh. I don't What are your thoughts there, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I think that NBC, that exclusive TV contract, um, you know, play, plays a role in it. Because that, that's a national T. I think almost the exposure uh, matters to them even more than the, than the financials of it. Because had they joined the Big Ten, you know, they basically had a standing open invitation with the Big Ten for – you know, the past 20 years. And, you know, had they joined the Big Ten, they'd be making more money than they do now, even with their current contract. But that contract is still an exclusive national TV window that's just focused on Notre Dame. And, you know, I think between that and they – I mean, they're really attached to that independent. I I don't – it's – at one time I really thought Notre Dame would join in five or ten years, but – I, you know, you just don't know now. They're they're really attached to that independence, which would frustrate me if I was a Notre Dame fan, you know, to be attached to something kind of archaic because no one really identifies Notre Dame as like – I mean, they say independent, but I don't know what that gains you anymore if um, it doesn't allow you to compete for championships in, in football, which is kind of the whole point. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty attached to that sort of thing. Uh, I mean – Traditionalist yeah. there, I suppose. Uh, it, it may not ever happen. Well, it, it's hard to say. I think it will, but it well, may not. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with you there, Jeff. Because I mean, when we were kids, I mean, I don't know how how old uh, you guys are, but I'm, I'm 44 years old. And when I was, started watching college football in the 80s, that's back when there were several more independents on the scene. I mean, Florida State was an independent. Yep. Louisville was independent. Miami was independent. Pitt was independent. Syracuse, Boston College, uh, and Boston and those teams, Syracuse, Boston College, and Pitt were great teams. 
great teams during that time. Uh, Penn State, um, I, I, I could go on and on. I mean, they, and plus that was the time when college football was more regional than it is now. Now it's a national sport. Now you can watch any, yeah. any team, anywhere, anytime, thanks to cable, thanks to, uh, 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 you know, if you, like, like if you had a caster, like a Chromecast or, or a stick or, or, or whatever, you can watch any game anytime you want, especially with the advent of the ACC, upcoming ACC channel, um, you know, the, the SEC network, the Big Ten network, the Pac-12 networks even. You can see any major college team anytime you want. So, combine that with the fact that there are only three major independents now uh, that are worth a damn. You know, like Notre Dame, they, no, no, not Dame, I'm sorry, Notre Dame, Army, and BYU. And those are the three that are worth a damn. I think the fourth one is UMass, but no one cares about UMass. So, basically, all this purpose is Notre Dame, Army, and BYU are the only three major uh, uh, independents. That's just three. It's not like there were like 20 like there were in the 80s. So it's not like you can hang your hat on independence anymore. So, again, I understand they have the NBC contract, which is exclusive to them. They don't get to share it. I think it was 15 to 20 mil. I forgot the numbers. I think it's 15 mil a season, yeah. which it's, it's not as much as the Big Ten would get, but uh, it's getting – but it's still uh, still Notre Dame's Notre Dame's own, and plus the endowment is so huge. And with the upcoming ACC network, they're getting the full share of the profits along with the other teams in the league. So basically, Notre Dame's having their cake and eat it too. So why the hell would they join? I mean, why why would they join at, at that point, right? Because they get the full cut of the upcoming ACC network. They get residuals from the ACC network extra. They get residuals from the TV contract that they have with ESPN. The ACC has with ESPN, I should say. And they get to keep all the NBC money. So, again, it ain't Big Ten money. It ain't SEC money, but it's their money. Why the hell would they join? They're getting their kick out of the kick of either two. So, I, I just, I'm, I'm with Jeff. I don't know. I don't know if the ACC – I know that, that Adam Gold and uh, – Joe Obvious. And by the way, that was a great podcast I had with him earlier this week. Um, that they believe, especially Adam Gold, believes that Notre Dame will join the ACC like within the next, before the next five years. He thinks it's the inevitable big time. I'm not so sure, before the reasons I just mentioned. But it would be great if the ACC, if they joined the conference. I think it would be great for college football. Wow, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, Jeff. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, if if if, if nothing happens based on this year's what happened with the playoff race, then I, there's a pretty good chance it, it doesn't happen for you know the next twenty years. It, it, I really think they're going to have some conversations. I have to believe they're going to have some conversations and say, "Wow, this independent thing just did not. It, it killed our our." our playoff chances, you know, when all these other two loss teams still have a chance, we don't, you know, which do we value yep. more, you know, our football program or, or this, this independent status that they, you know, wanted to maintain. Yeah. And I have one party shot for the college football play for moving to the our beloved ACC basketball. The Pac-12 is out. There's no way in hell 
that they're going to get representation into the playoffs. I mean, hell has to freeze over, and 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 and, and there'll have to be icicles forming in hell before that happens. I mean, USC is highest ranked team, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying, and they. They they get I mean they're probably going to lose once again before the season's out, so it's, it's just not going to look. It's it's I mean the Pac-12, poor guys. No one does no one get to see the Pac-12 network because DirecTV saying hell no to them. But that, there's no great team in the in the Pac-12. Balance league perhaps. But and I, and I have one more thing. One more thing to add. Speaking of ACC, how cool is it to have two ACC teams? And the top four of the college football playoff ranking at this juncture this season. It may not end that way, but how cool is that that we have two two teams from the ACC of all of conferences with representation in 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 the, in the, in the top four, Matt? That that has to be that, that's, yeah, that's it's very cool. cool. It's very cool. It's very cool. Probably because a lot of people didn't think that Miami would uh would would even have a you know would would be there at this point a lot of people had Florida State obviously in the in the college oh, sure. football playoff at the beginning of the season I did too one mm-hmm. and two I just want to give a shout out to our buddy Brian Harrison from uh he's at uh, bh underscore orange 44 right who who does the blogging for Syracuse does his own independent Syracuse blogging website and we had him on our podcast when we started out the year and he picked Miami to win the ACC and he's he was very. He was out in front of pretty much everybody at our at our at our website at our website. So shout out to him. He may have a shot here going into that, going into those final couple of weeks to see Miami win the ACC. So yeah, I mean it's it's obviously very obviously very cool. I think Jeff and I, you know, are realists. Jeff will give you his take here in a moment. Jeff Jeff and I are both realists. Yep. I mean, I think one of one of them is going to be out for obviously because you're going to go to the ACC championship game. Probably there, and Jeff always says more than I do in terms of the scenarios. Would it, does a scenario exist for Miami to squeak in? Possibly, yeah, possibly. But a lot of chaos would have to happen to, to be in the final ring to see Miami, you know, see Miami and yeah. both Miami and both Clemson to be in there. But it's it's pretty cool to see how how I the con- how, how the how the conference has progressed one and two. That it's uh, you know obviously a deeper league because you couldn't see. These two teams, uh, in, two teams in the college football playoff final. If there wasn't respect for ACC football, I agree. Jeff, any comments on that? <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 that's just, you know, Matthew, Matthew said it perfectly, and, and you, and you said it too. I mean, you know, two teams at this point in the college football playoff. I mean, I don't think any of one would have thought that five or six years ago, I think it's what John Swafford had always hoped uh, would would happen when Miami was brought into the league. It's it's taken longer than I think a lot of us expected, but know. you know now that that Miami years. is, yeah, <laughs> now that Miami is you know in the top four, and you've got two ACC teams, you know you're 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 virtually guaranteed uh, again an ACC team in the playoff. I mean it's. They followed up last year where they were the best conference in the in college football in 2016, you know. And I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they're the best conference in, in college football in 2017, but um, you know it's clear the conference is not is not going to back up that that last year wasn't a fluke, and and there's really 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 good football being played in the league, which which of course benefits everyone in in the conference. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's absolutely a really good thing to see two ACC teams in the top four right now. 
And speaking of ACC, let's talk about basketball. The 2017-2018 ACC college basketball season. I hope you love that segue as much as I did. Um, you saw, we saw Duke beat Michigan State last night, which I thought was a great game. I think it's going to be a Final Four preview. Hell, I think all four teams that played last night in that, in, like in that classic, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, Kansas, I, those, to me, those are, let me spoil alert, those are my Final Four teams. I'll come on and say those are my Final Four teams right there. Um, but at any rate, well, actually, no, maybe not Kansas, but because Kansas always took some tournament. But that's not here nor there. <laughs> the point is, is that Duke looked great against Michigan State. They've looked great early this, 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 this uh, the early stage of the 2017-2018 season. Does anybody stand a chance? And I'll throw this at you, Jeff. Does anyone stand a chance of dethroning Duke in the ACC this season? From what I saw last night, Duke stays healthy. I mean, they beat yeah. they beat a really really good Michigan State team without one yes, of their star freshman Bagley missed thirty minutes of the game. Uh, I mean, if they stay healthy, I mean, there's just there's no reason to think that team's just not going to get better. I, whew, that they're, they're scary good because what they did to Michigan <laughs> State, I'm not sure that I'm not sure you'll see another team. Uh, they that Michigan State team might lose four or five games this year. And, and they're, they, like you said, they have a great chance to be in the final four and a number one mm-hmm. seed. And they, they just couldn't hang with Duke. And, and what we saw out of Grayson Allen, I mean, you know, when, when you watch him play, he, his, his ability gets overshadowed by, you know, his antics on the court and they're well documented. Yeah. And, and people. But when he just, <laughs> yeah, when he just plays and, and goes out there and just, plays basketball the way he can. I mean, he's he's one of the five or six best players in the country, and you saw what he did last <laughs> night, scored something like 36, right. 37 points, you know, knocking yeah, down shot after points. shot. And, and and you have a team like Duke who's got a senior like Grayson Allen plus all those talented freshmen. I, I mean, it, it's hard to base the season off of one game, but whew, Duke's going to be really a, a load to deal with. I mean, I – I don't think they. I don't think they're going to lose max five games before the tournament. That, that's that's a team that's mm. going to go something like thirty-two and four, something like that. Thirty-three and three. They're really, really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They, I mean, as an NC State alum, I, I'm I'm not liking this. I'm not liking what I see. It. I mean, I I mean, Coach <laughs> K is an all-time great. He's all-time great. He's he's our modern-day John Wooden. Let's just call it what it is. With uh, Roy Williams at USC, a close second, maybe. But this team is so damn good, Matthew. I just don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that. I mean, we know that the ACC is mad deep in terms of basketball. I mean, hell, we had what nine, put nine teams in the tournament last year. I think eight or nine teams in the tournament last year. Um, and it made the same, same, same story this year. But who is beating those guys? Who? Who's beating, who's you know what? I, I, I can give you a couple. Like I can give that. you a couple candidates. I can give you a couple candidates, okay. guys. I mean, I, well, first of all, I mean, I just want to say, like, Jeff's right about Grayson Allen. I mean, if he played like he did the majority of the year last night, you know, like he did last night yeah. versus Sparty, if he plays like that, he's going to win preseason. He's going to be the ACC Player of the Year. You know, I, I, I don't have any question in my mind about that. Uh, but. 
you know, yeah. I mean, Miami has the most amount of returning minutes from, you know, total. If you look at all their players that played last year that are returning this year in the ACC, it's a very experienced squad. They have some very good players in there, including what I think is probably the best guard in the ACC right right now, or at least on the first team, Bruce Bowen from Miami is just a terrific big-bodied guard that will give Duke fits. And that's mm. a team that I think that that's a team that I think can, can beat can beat Duke. And you know, Jim Laranega is no stranger to beating Duke. He knows how to do it. Uh, Louisville probably has the best balance of experience and new talent in the ACC. I think that's another team that has the opportunity to beat Duke. Notre Dame on the right night with, I think, the ACC play. I mean, right now, my preseason ACC player of the year, I mean, full, full, I'm being in full, full, full homer mode right here, right now, guys. I really Uh-oh. like Bonzi Colson. I really like Bonzi Colson. I really like Bonzi <laughs> yeah, okay. Colson. I really like Bonzi Colson a lot from Notre Dame. I think he's just, yeah. I think he's a terrific player, and it feels like he's been there for six years. You know what I mean, sort of thing. I mean, he's just he yeah. and Matt Farrell he's probably have been there by forever. Yeah, I agree. He, he yeah. and Matt Farrell have been there forever. You know, and I and I feel like <laughs> that's a team that might have a shot to beat Duke. But I mean, I mean. Let's be fair, right? Duke Duke has the be, you know the best young talent in the ACC, and, and I'm sure that Coach K told Grayson Allen that we need you to play and focus on basketball this year and lead these young guys. And if you do that, we have an opportunity to do some special game, special things, and that's what it kind of looked like mm-hmm. here in the first game. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it. I, I don't see many guys. Now, I, I will say this. There's some teams that are going to they will challenge them for sure. I mean, Carolina's going to challenge them. Let's um, get fully healthy. I think Joe Barry went bonehead and punched a hole in the wall over Madden. How stupid can that be? But that's not here nor there. But I mean, in Notre Dame, they're well coached by a, a yes. coach catered up himself and Mike Bray. Um, and again, I joke that Ronzi Coast, Ronzi and then and those other two young men. Or like in the '30s, because they've been that Notre Dame forever. Seemed like uh, it's kind of like Big Perry Ellis at Kansas. He's probably 35 years old by now. He's probably been there for the last 20 <laughs> years. It seems like we see the hairline at all. But at any rate, I'll stop being me. Um, and you know, with the with Miami's got people back, and so they're very experienced. I think with even with all the, the drama going on in Louisville, I think they're they're very talented. I, I, I think I don't think they'll get hammered as hard as people think they'll get hammered, just because they clear that kid, the FBI clear that kid of any wrongdoing. Uh, the prior freshman, I forget his name. Um, Matt Bowen. But, Bowen. Yeah, yeah, Matt Bowen. So I don't think Louisville yeah. is going to get hammered as, as, as hard as people think. And plus, uh, uh, Rick Pitino and Tom George are both out, and I think Tom George hurts more than Rick Pitino does because he. As an AD, Trump George is one of the best. I mean, he really turned Louisville around, made it very profitable, athletic department very profitable. It's, it's just, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I think your, your Hokies, uh, Matthew, I think your Hokies are going to make some noise this year. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, when I was being full homer mode there before, I was being respect for another player. I can be. I'll be a little homer here. I mean, Virginia Tech is going to be good. I mean, losing Seth Allen and Zach Lidey is going to be, you know, that's, those guys were really good, experienced players. 
But right. watch this guy, Nikhil Alexander Walker. He's the best recruit Virginia mm-hmm. Tech has ever brought in in the history of the program. He's 6'5", 210 pounds. Mm. <laughs> he can play all over the court. And Wabasabid, well, I mean, the backcourt, those guys, those guards coming in, you guys know the buzz loves to have good guard play. Those guards coming in can play with anybody in this conference and having you know, having a, a, a healthy carry Blackshear come back, you know, is just is, mm. is just terrific. I mean, that Virginia Tech yes. is going to be good, thin in the thin in the post, but this team can play with with most teams in the ACC on any given night. Yeah, and and that's the and I think State's going to make some noise with Kevin Keats running the show, and Virginia. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Virginia yet. That's how. Crazy deep the ACC is. We haven't even mentioned Virginia yet. I mean, Tony Bill will have those his guys prepared. They're very well coached. Uh, they're so underrated on a year-to-year basis. But how about Florida State as well? I mean, they don't have Dwayne Bacon in in in, in their point guard from last year, Xavier Mays, I think his last name is. But they're still very talented. They're still very talented. They're still very long. And it, they can still make some noise this season. And I think this may be a crazy a deeper conference than it was last year, if, if, as crazy as that sounds. Right, right, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at the conference, uh, outside of Pittsburgh, and I know Wake Forest is off to a really rough start this Wake year. but terrible. Yeah. yeah uh, and Pittsburgh is awful, too. But, I mean, other than that, right. you, you're, you're running – you probably got – 12 teams that are capable of making the NCAAs. I'm not, uh, I'd probably throw Boston college with a, uh, probably got a little bit too much work to, to get in there. But I think any of the other 12, uh, you know, at least can, can, can have that as as a goal. Uh, you know, they'll end up not getting 12. Of course, it'll probably be something closer to eight, eight or nine, but you know, I think yeah. you've got 12 teams that are capable of reaching the postseason, either the NCAAs or the NIT. I mean, it's a really, it's a really deep basketball league again, and, and again, it looks like the number one basketball league in the in the country as it's been for the last three or four years. Now, yep. and you're uh, right about that, but the one the one thing the ACC has to improve on this this year, guys, is that there were a lot of teams that didn't make it past the first weekend, right? I mean, I right. I think that, right. I think there were I think there were eight teams that didn't make it past the first weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think You're North right. Carolina was the only one. They kind of they kind of carried the ACC flag after you know after 2015, 2016, which were record-setting years for getting Sweet Six teams in. That, that last year definitely was a was a disappointment. And um, yeah, the, the Tar Heels kind of had to carry the flag, you know, for the ACC <laughs> to kind of salvage that postseason. That, that they took a lot of grief after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the conference took a bit of grief right at, right around that Sweet 16 time, which it, it kind of went away after North Carolina won the title. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely conference needs a better – you know, they need to get back to the 2015-2016 when they were putting five and six teams in the Sweet 16. Just a quick thing. Yeah, you mentioned – you mentioned, you, go ahead, man. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say the likes of Doug Gottlieb and all those other dweebs on, like, Fox Sports and ESPN claimed their ACC was overrated, only to have Carolina 
save the day, if, yeah, like like if you will, and win the whole thing in convincing fashion, beating out a a good Gonzaga team. Yeah, I heard a noise. I heard a noise the last two seasons too. I was talking about, well, they haven't played it by the tournament, but that's because they keep losing. I mean, no one. No, <laughs> how is the Syracuse's fault that Michigan State got their asses kicked in the first round? How is it um, uh, Notre Dame's fault they were able to get to the to the to the Elite Eight because? The teams that they were supposed to be seated at, at, like like behind us, kept losing. I mean, come on! Right, you right. It's all, all about your draw the bracket, man. Yeah, play it, play, play this game. Play, play like watch the other teams. Quit your bitching and enjoy it. But anyway, go ahead, Jeff. I mean, I'm going ahead, Matthew. I'm sorry about the etiquette. Well, no, I was going to say, like, I mean, I think Virginia is going to miss London Brontes more than anybody thinks. You know, I mean, some people have them mm, up yeah. in those top, that top six, but he, he that's a big loss for that team. And brace yourself. They may actually play at a slower place that, pace than they have in years. So if you thought Virginia basketball was boring now, you wait. <laughs> so you mean to say we're gonna have some yeah. forty-seven to thirty-eight games on the horizon? Oh, yeah, you're gonna see. He may see some games that first to forty wins. I think if you're when you're playing Virginia. Oh, uh, the, oh, the other geez. thing is, I'm high. I'm I'm high on NC State, and I think that NC State has a chance to crack into the top eight of the ACC. I, I have Kevin Case as my as one of my candidates for ACC Coach of the Year. And the mm. other one I have for ACC candidate I have for ACC coach of the year is Jim Laranega because I would not be surprised mm. to see yeah. the Hurricanes in the tie for the top spot in the ACC at the end of the year. There you go. Save this. <laughs> cool. There you you say you're here first, right? That's what we always say. Yeah, there you first. go. There you go, Jeff. They've got a lot of talent coming back in Miami, and they're, they're, they, their guards are they probably have the best trio of guards in the ACC, and guard play means everything in this conference, right? We didn't mention Jaquan. Got that right. right. I mean, he's. I mean, he's, and then the, and then they got a stud, a stud coming in that's probably going to be, God, name fails me right now, but he's coming in as a lottery ticket, but it's a lottery, a lottery, a potential lottery player, guard coming in at Miami. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean. Yep. Yep. I mean, they're good. They're just going to, I think they're just going to, I think that's just going to be a crazy fun team. I think it's just going to be a crazy fun team to watch, you know. There's, Lonnie uh, Walker. There's, that's the guy you're thinking of? Lonnie yeah, exactly. Walker. That's what I was thinking of. Why? Yeah. I mean, there's just going to be a crazy, that's just going to be a crazy fun team, I think, to watch. And, I mean, and you know, and well, the one thing with Miami, too, is that they don't beat themselves. Right. They're well coached. They're extremely well coached by Larinaga and uh, it's going to be fun for sure. This ACC is the best in college basketball, and we're all, all here to enjoy it. But we'll, we'll get you, out, you, you both out here on this, man. We might as well throw in our final four picks. So my final four picks is Duke, or Duke, Michigan State, Gonzaga, and UNC. We're unfortunately Duke winning it all. So, Jeff, what are your picks? And we'll, next we'll go to Matthew for your, for your picks as well. Uh, I, I I think we're going to be uh, agreeing on a lot of these. Uh, oh, yeah, I got Duke, <laughs> Michigan State, Kansas. Uh, disagree on the last one. I, I think Arizona is going to come out of the Pac-12 and oh, be wow. your, your fourth Final Four team. Okay, who you got winning it all? Whew. I, right, you know maybe this is what we talked about earlier in the show about the. You know what have you done for me lately? The recency bias, but 
if Duke stays mm-hmm. healthy, whew, I'm, yeah. I'm having a hard time picking against them right now, especially if Allen plays like that. And, and man, they beat Michigan State without a without without Bagley playing 30 minutes. They're, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it's going to be Duke, but that's who I'm picking right now. All right, all right, uh, okay, Matthew, you go. You uh, final relay, man. Who you have as your final four picks, or who you got one at all? Uh, is it going to be lazy if I say Duke, Michigan State, Arizona, and Kansas? <laughs> uh, no, I won't give you too much grief, but maybe not. Maybe okay. later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm with Jeff Duke. The one thing, I, the other thing I wanted to say, and I, I thought you'd ask about here was like. Who do I think's on the hot seat in the ACC? I mean, oh. I, I did a I did a semi ranking before I, you know before you know before I came on here tonight. I just looked at where I rank the ACC right now, and it so happens that the bottom two teams I have in the ACC right now, you know, and I may have prematurely done this obviously with with Wake's performance, but Brad Brownell hasn't made the NCAA tournament in six years. Is that right, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I think it's six, six or seven. It's his first year yeah, I think it's, I the think last time he made it. I think it's six years, and he has to be on the I, – I think he's on the hot seat right now. I think he, his team has to make the tournament this year. Uh, Kevin Stallings, it may be early for me to say it, but Kevin Stallings yeah, that's what for him. is on the hot seat because, I mean, I wrote about this – Jeff Jeff knows about this. I mean, I wrote about this the day he was hired. I wrote about this in all sports discussion and basically mentioned that this guy's SEC record isn't even 500. And, I mean, prior to last year, right? I mean, let's say last year maybe a little bit. Obviously, uh, it was an anomaly for quite a while, but it was hard to do in the ACC as Stallings' SEC record wasn't even 500. I mean, it was the worst Power 5 basketball conference for several years, right? I mean, like I said – yeah. You see some improvement last year, obviously, with, with the SEC, and they're going to be a little better this year. But Stallings did not complete in a stellar, compete, excuse me, in a stellar SEC. And he was hired at Pittsburgh. And, I'm, you know, obviously TCU is – I mean, we use the same comparison here when we're talking about my, Miami. Oh, you know, we think Miami hired a better football coach than Georgia. Well, gee, I think TCU hired a better basketball coach than Pittsburgh did. Yeah, <laughs> I don't right. know. Yeah. You know, that was a joke. Yeah. I mean, why? Why is it not a high song? That it's a mystery to me. It's it's crazy. It's really yep. crazy. It's insane. But uh, it's going to be fun this year, guys. So I'm gonna buckle up. I know you guys are gonna buckle up. I know we'll be talking ACC throughout the the basketball season. I'm looking forward to it. So. So thank y'all for for like for for for, for lending me your knowledge, lending the listeners your knowledge on all things ACC. It's gonna be fun, guys. It's gonna be fun. All right. Well, thanks for having the time. Oh yeah, no worries. Was and, fun. Uh, I'll be looking for you. All right, coolness. Take care. That all was right. my guys, right. Jeff Fan and Hokey Smash. Please check them out on the ACC Sports Blog. It's really good. It's a it's it's a, it's a good read and. You won't be sorry. But anyway, hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. I know it's going to be a crazy ACC and college basketball season. And this thing's starting to get real in the college football playoff rankings. And uh, that's what makes college football so great. And we're thankful for it. Uh, so I'll be tuning in this weekend. And I hope y'all guys will be too. 
But in the meantime, thank you all for tuning in to the podcast with Scott Brooks with the Clown Hour signing off. Oh six. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.